slash and cast. to handle Whiskare presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. And uh, you know, we are in the middle of January with our Pediophobia Month, which is our deep dive of the fear of dolls. And, uh, you know, what better movie to circle back to by really just the actual, you know, dolls movie itself. Uh, dolls, which came out in 1987. And, uh, you know, like, this is what, Holly, I know that this was your pick. It's one of your favorite movies. It's your, quote, drunk movie. It's my drunk movie. Um, (laughs) And I'll I'll be honest, like, I've seen this one other time, which was also a sober experience. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, there, there are definitely elements of this movie that, like, really work. And then there's other times I'm like, all right, can we just, like, get this going? But once you kind of see like, the overall destruction of the dolls, that's really when the tempo of the movie really starts to shift. Yeah, this is... Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's it's getting to that point that is, you know, a, a little bit nerve-wracking. But, you know, all in all, like, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, but I, I know this is, like, your beloved movie. It so, is. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce... Sure introduced it so uh i this is one of the first movies that i watched where i was scared but it wasn't that scary so i I was really able to enjoy it and so i you know you start getting the bug of like horror movies because there were there's plenty of horror movies that are just so just terrifying especially as like a little kid that they're kind of hard to handle so this was one of those where it's just a ridiculous movie and it is like the best kind of trash (laughs) Um, it was hilarious because I keep watching this when I'm really drunk or I make my friends watch it with me when we're really drunk. So like a lot of times the ending is still a surprise. <laughs> so, uh, John came over last week and John, Joe and I like just watched the movie and, and just, I, I had a blast and you know, today I've been having kind of a hard day. So I'm really looking forward to just laughing about this and there's nothing bad you can say about this movie that I wouldn't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, um, I mean, John put it the best where he said, like, I really feel like the filmmakers, like, came up with the scenes and then later just patched together a story to make it work. That is Mm -hmm. definitely how this movie was put together. But it's just got so many fun tropes in it. And it's got such a high level of ridiculousness. And how can you go wrong with little punk rock dolls? They're just too adorable. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely a favorite. Even watching it, it was I had a, a really great time again. <laughs> one of the best parts about it, it's an hour and seventeen minutes long. It is one of the mm-hmm. shortest movies, other than Treevenge, I have ever seen. So um, you know, it's just it's just fun, but you know, it's it's ultimately very crappy, but I still enjoy it. Oh, should I tell you a little bit about the synopsis or we're we just going round round robin? Well, 
Nah, I don't. I don't think we really need to dive too much into it because it has a very basic uh, setup overall. Um, and of course, you know the the primary reason why we chose Pediophobia is, of course, with the release of Megan, uh, which just at theaters this past week made uh, a little over thirty million dollars. Um, and you know, obviously, like we'll be tackling that one next week. Um, you know, I already saw it Friday, Very already cool. trying to get like a head start on the 2023 releases for the genre. Um, you know, I, I saw Megan, I rented a couple of movies that came out the first week. I actually saw like all the horror releases of the first week of January, which doesn't really happen, but you know, I've already knocked five 2023 releases off the, the watch list already. So, you know, trying to keep up with it, sure. you know, so I'm keeping pace. Um, and, you know, we got, like, Skin and Marine Kid in Theaters, uh, which is, like, one of the Shutter releases mm-hmm. from, uh, it's, like, one of the festival movies that looks pretty interesting, uh, which comes up this week. Uh, but, you know, really, like, at, at the core of it, like, Megan was the primary reason why we chose yeah. this, but, you know, we've, we got a good variety and different styles of movies kind of, like, sprinkled throughout the month on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wasn't sure if I should, if you were going to say something. <laughs> no, definitely. But, and what? Uh, so we did last week, of course, magic, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know, ventriloquist dolls are creepy yeah. in of themselves. And I think you know, no offense to ventriloquists out there, similar to being a clown, it's sort of a creepy profession. Outside you know, of lamb chops. It's a little bit of a red flag if you're a ventriloquist, I have to say. That's just my own bias. But uh, it's same if you're a clown. No. But uh, no, no. But this is a this is a really good movie. And uh, you know, you I was just quickly looking back over it before we started, and you know, you were saying how it's an hour and seventeen minutes, and. The opening credits are about a solid two and a half minutes <laughs> before you even get into the movie. And then I think the ending credits are probably a couple of minutes. So I think we're actually looking at more like an hour and like 12 or so <laughs> in reality. But uh, I got to say, though, I did want to comment that, that. Okay, so I think this is a direct-to-video movie. I don't think this came out in a theaters, shot. I believe. Because theaters generally have a rule that movies have to be a minimum of an hour and a half long. And it's kind of unacceptable to release shorter movies into the theater. Um, and uh, But I have to say, though, that it's smart to do that, to make it an hour and 17 minutes instead of trying to put make it an hour and a half and squeezing 10 or 15 more minutes of stuff that's just filler nonsense that doesn't help anything and isn't, you know, keeping things fun and moving along. So I appreciated when we started the movie and we saw her runtime, I was like, oh, an hour and 17. Okay, this is going to be a tight one. You know, this is an hour and 47 minutes. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, this was produced by Charles Band and Brian Yesna. And, you know, obviously Charles Band attached directly with uh, Full Moon Features. And uh, what's interesting about that is primarily, you know, you guys are talking about the runtime a lot. A lot of the newer, like, Full Moon Features that they've been releasing, like, straight to their streaming sites, have also been that very, like, trimmed down runtime. A lot of them are, like, 70 
75 minutes. Um, so, you know, it, it seems to be like the direction that they pivoted uh, here in recent years. Um, I know that was the case with the uh, Sorority Babes of the Slime Ball Boldorama sequel that they just did. I'm trying to remember, like, what other recent sequels they've done, but all of them have been around, like, that same time, uh, you know, running time. So I, I wonder if they're just figuring, like, that seems to just be, like, the sweet spot that they found, and they're just sticking to that sort of formula uh, for, like, all the releases that they've been coming out with. Yeah, I mean, I've been philosophy that horror should be on the shorter side of things because they have like a harder. I, I feel this way for comedies too, where you have to kind of sustain this level of emotion, like in your viewer and in the story. It, you, know, you have to keep people afraid or tense or whatever, or keep people laughing. And the longer it goes on, the the harder that gets. And so I think it's good to have those kind of shorter run times with horror because you can keep it real tight and punchy and, you know, just keep the action going. In the story. And not only, I mean, just yeah, to your point, I mean, that's also very exhausting to the viewer. So you got to really work with your audience's stamina, as it were. And so, yeah, and like I was saying, it was actually a rule in Hollywood for the hour and a half. And Full Moon kind of doing their own thing and having their own studio, they could just say, you know, we're just, we're not going to do it. going to make it an hour and 15 minutes. We don't care. It'd be kind of cool if there was like a five-hour Gone with the Wind style horror movie. <laughs> yeah, to watch in several scenes. Well, the longest horror movie recently was Terrifier 2. Oh, I'm on that. Oh, hold on. Let me. I'll look it up really quick. Um, <laughs> he does that, you know, longer form. Like it's, you know, you get the series, True. like uh, American, uh, right? But they have like you know, like an emotional arc through episodes. You know, you you come go up. It was a uh, two hours eighteen oh. minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's the thing. It's if they have a story to tell and and it. It's that long naturally, then okay. You know, like The Exorcist is a longer movie if they can pull it off. But people shouldn't just like have longer run times and put that stuff in just because they feel like it's, you know, they're telling their magnum opus or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So with Dolls, we basically uh, follow the story of like his family who uh, their car breaks down near this mansion uh, who happens to be. Uh, owned by this elderly puppet maker and his uh, his wife. Uh, and of course, you know, as you would come to expect with this being a horror title, uh, the dolls come alive. Uh, but, you know, it's the whole Toy Story aspect <laughs> of, you know, toys coming to life uh, in this case. And, you know, like, obviously, like, with this, it plays a lot of, like, the whimsicalness of, like, being a child and really, the dolls don't ever want to hurt, like, the little girl in this story, which is also pretty interesting. I, I think the thing that always confuses me, though, is for for this couple who have been at this for a uh-huh. while, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the kill count uh-huh. in this movie is really low. <laughs> 
And like that's that's the one thing that I feel like is holding it back a little bit more. Obviously, like they they have the trap or their way to like get people to like enter the mansion, uh, which we see come into play, uh, you know, towards the beginning, and also towards the end of the movie. But they do kind of like leave it open for a sequel. Um, but you know, we see hundreds of dolls in this movie, yeah. which are technically. Yeah. Victims. Uh-huh. <laughs> so obviously, like this has been going on for for quite some time. So to just know how many there are uh, active dolls in this movie, to only having like I think what it's like four or five kills hey, in this Mr. movie. Magic only got three. Really, not that much. <laughs> I mean, that's a different. That was okay. more of a psychological. Thriller, okay. Though. Longer. You know, movies, this is more straight kill. horror. That's what I'm <laughs> but yeah, like it's just it's one of those things because. You know, you you have that mindset of, well, like, well, you don't know the twist until the end of the movie. But, you know, it's just one of those scenes where I I understand why they did it. But, you know, I I just wanted to learn more of, like, the backstory Mm -hmm. of the puppet maker in the movie and knowing, like, how long they've actively been doing this. Because it, it felt like... You know, it, it can't just be like an everyday occurrence where, like, hey, someone's breaking down outside. The end like, of the house, movie showed you know? somebody else breaking down on their way, which I thought was pretty cute. That the credits are going, and then there's just a whole other family like breaking down in front of them, and then you find out there's like no actual roads to their house. You're like, what the fuck were you even doing there? That makes no sense. You kind of <laughs> deserve it. It's real fun, but uh, I, you know, I thought that. Um, I mean, there's this isn't a real kill, but one of the very first scenes that you get is you've got the the stepmom dad who are total assholes, which is the other thing about the movie. Like the bad guys are like just total assholes, and you're like, yeah, fuck it, turn them into, into dolls. And uh, they're walking with the little uh, who's supposedly like eight or seven year old girl, and she's holding onto a teddy bear, and her evil stepmother's like t- tears it from her arms and throws it away and says, "You'll move faster without it." And then she imagines Teddy coming back as a ginormous teddy bear, which then tears away like the the soft facade to reveal a very gruesome teddy bear (laughs) with claws and teeth. And then it tears off, you know, the stepmom's, you know, arm and everything. And so that's not technically a kill because it was just her imagination, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like the movie just has a lot of really fun scenes like that. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a perfect way to yeah. look at the stage because basically that's what this movie is all about. The toys coming back to murder people. It does make you think that her imagination and that kind of part of it is going to play a bigger role in the story, which it doesn't mm-hmm. so much, but it does at least kind of play a nice role in the uh, where at first when the dolls start doing stuff, she's trying to tell her parents that there's things and happening. She doesn't believe her. herself either. So she sees things and she's like, well, it's my imagination. Let's move on with this. So I thought that was pretty neat. Except, of course, where the punk rock girl gets killed and she reaches out to help her and no go. And then also thinking back, you know, again, I forgot how hot some of these characters were too. I was like, no shit, it's pretty cute. <laughs> Let's move on though. Yeah, the punk rock <laughs> The one girl who yeah, the one. Donna, <laughs> And uh, I also want to point out, I, I, we were when we were watching the movie. Uh, excuse me, burping. Uh, the the setup of the movie, the beginning of the movie, is you know them breaking down in the rain uh, in outside of this big mansion, which is just like 
maybe one of the most classic in movies and stories of somebody being caught in a storm and having to go into the mansion and uh, to get refuge from the storm and then the people in the house are all weird and creepy and there's weird stuff going on in the house uh, and so that was kind of fun like that's kind of you know they kind of just came up with this basic premise of like let's get this group of people in the house with these uh old people who make these dolls and then we'll have fun you know like picking everybody off kind of although as you say there's not a whole lot of kills but i feel like that was a little bit of an issue with um having the main the old couple sort of be on one hand like the villains of the story the the scary people of the story but then on the other hand they're kind of right. good guys as well and so you want like the story wants you to like them and kind of be afraid of them at the same they time did a good job so, with that i think <laughs> i kind of wonder though if that was sort of why they kept the kills down to like i mean they really kept it to people that you kind of yeah. don't like everyone who gets killed is somebody who's kind of a jerk and uh and then you know basically like the two main people who <laughs> survive the, you know are the sort of the girl of course who's an actual child and is kind of innocent and she likes the dolls and so they don't hurt her and then the guy the older guy who uh, is sort of yeah. like a nice guy and everything and he's not a jerk to everybody so he doesn't get killed yeah, no, I and it's, it was really fun how obnoxious the characters were. So you would be really like just not bothered by them getting killed at all. So my my favorite was like people come into this old couple's house and just immediately have a fucking attitude. Like they have an attitude about everything. Like, oh, is this where we're sleeping? Oh, is this what we're eating? Although, was it the food that was turning them into little trolls slash dolls? I can't remember. That wasn't yeah clear. right. There's so many like ends in this movie. It's really fucking hilarious. So yeah, was it the but, food? Was it the the musky wine that they had? I don't know. Yeah, well, that and that's the thing you mentioned, T, is that uh, so you know we've talked on previous episodes about <laughs> lore, and this movie needed more it's lore. lore. <laughs> it uh, it needs you know. I wanted to know. Like, it's sort of, on one hand, I feel like uh, modern movies and modern view, movie viewers sort of demand too much explanation sometimes. But, like, I wanted more explanation with this movie with, like, how they were transforming people and kind of, like, why and what they were doing. Because, especially kind of with the how they were doing it, we saw some cool scenes where the Madonna girl is tied to a chair and she's sort of partially transforming into a doll but we never see you know they don't perform any the old couple don't really perform any magic rituals or i thought i kept saying because i had forgotten what the story was and i was like is it voodoo voodoo has that connection with dolls and Everything. And then when, like, you know, there's, you know, pretty good scene towards the end where everything's getting going and the dolls are getting destroyed, that whenever they get destroyed, there's, like, a little, like, tiny gnome or troll inside of them. And you're like, is that the person 
or is so they're not the doll it's very confusing as to like you know the you know the, the girl the madonna girl that we saw was turning into a doll and her, drops her eyes puts them back really fun but it's like that but but how <laughs> it's again no no sense at all I mean, sort of the implication was that they were slowly transformed. But then, like, she was turning into a doll, but then, like, the inside of the dolls is, like, a little gnome or troll, which I guess that could be happening under the, the doll face. Well, I guess you could say that, like, because when we saw the Madonna girl transforming, she was, it was like the doll, excuse me, uh, the doll uh like yeah. outer part that made her look like a doll was sort of forming okay. over right. her as though it were like an outer like skin in some weird way and so i think they were sort of shrinking into these oh. weird shriveled creatures and they were, the outer doll part was sort of part of that that makes perfect sense i retract my criticism <laughs> <laughs> But how and why that's happening. <laughs> and no there was just a lot of really funny parts in this movie, like subtle ones, like um, when everybody goes to sleep and then you've got stepmom and dad going to bed and then uh, the couple's like, well, we're going to put your little girl in a separate room. And the stepmom, who's already evil, she's like, yep, great, take her. We don't want her. <laughs> just there she goes into a strange house with a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of doing that fairy tale aspect, you know, with the the whip, wicked yeah. stepmother, and uh, the sort of I guess I mean the oh, father's kind of a jerk too. Usually, the story like this, the father would be nice, but <laughs> he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, the dad wanted to ship her out to Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go li- go live with your mother. You're ruining my vacation or my summer. Mm-hmm. No, that- yeah, we were really over and, the top, uh, and we were really convinced that stepmom didn't have any hair because she was always wearing a turban or a towel. But then I was like, I bet mm-hmm. she doesn't. And John's like, Well, haven't you? Or Joe's like, Haven't you seen this a bunch of times? Like, yes, I have. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they do finally show her without. She does have, she does yeah, have a full hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> they do show her like a second. <laughs> that, by the way, I checked is uh, Stuart Gordon's Ooh. wife. Playing that role, uh, and she is in Reanimator cool. briefly. Uh, she plays the mean nurse in Reanimator who yells. And the dad. dad is one of the doctors in Reanimator as well. Remember? Oh, that's right. He was one of the sweet. He was one of the Swedish doctors mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Because of course, this is all the same people. Who made Reanimator and made? Oh my God! If Jeffrey Combs was in Dolls, I'd lose my fucking mind. I know he kind of needs. He should have had a cameo in there. He is briefly. (laughs) And you know, I thought a lot of the special effects (laughs) were were really fun and great too. I mean, uh, we start off with um, this, you know, stop motion where there's this great scene where the uh, the mom is being or the stepmom is being attacked, and. she pulls the covers off and really, well, actually now let me backtrack a little bit. So when the Madonna girl is attacked, you don't see the dolls very much. You just see her being slammed against the, uh, the wall, which is, it was a pretty neat scene, you know, just very bloody, very like, you know, um, she got beat up quite a lot. And then of course, you know, the little girl sees her, she gets pulled away. Uh, but the, probably like the best attack scene 
in my mind would be the stepmom's attack scene, right? So she's in bed and she sees things moving around underneath the, the covers, which is already really freaky. And if you were, you know, in a normal situation, that would probably be like rats, which is already pretty fucking gross. Mm. And she pulls back the covers and there are these like fucking dolls moving around. And, like that's just scary as shit. And the whole sequence there was was pretty great. I mean, you could tell there was a variety of special effects, not just, you know, stop motion. Not There was, I, I swear to God, there was a couple of scenes where I thought, those are grown ass people dressed up and like shot in a very different or you know, from a different aspect. So I thought, like, I, I just really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's definitely possible that they did that for sure. Yeah, almost like right. it's a child's perspective. Oh, and also, wasn't that weird? Like, John and I kept talking about how the little girl, um, she, we couldn't tell how old she was. Like, I know she's supposed to be like seven or eight, and, in, and the actress herself was nine. Mm -hmm. I looked this shit up, but like, in, they, they made her look really small. They made her, and I think that they were fucking with, with, uh, with, uh, the visuals there as well. Yeah. Cause she was very like, yeah. as a, for a kid, she was really already really precocious, like a very good actress and a very smart girl. But she, and she looked extra small was the thing. It, she looked like a almost like a toddler. In some of the shots, she was so small, but she might have just been an extra small. That's a, that's kid a possibility too. Mm. And she did have that kind of older, like she was like really. Uh, she didn't act like a kid. She sort of acted more, not like an adult, but like, yeah. she had real acting basically. I was, <laughs> was like I, I was a crazy little kid. Like you couldn't get a coherent sentence out of me until I was like twelve. So like, it was. So I was. I was very impressed by the little girl. Mm -hmm. She was cool and not annoying. Usually, I don't like little kids in movies because they're annoying. But she was, you know, not uh, super annoying. She was okay. And the uh, yeah, no, the um, the, in terms of the special mm -hmm. effects, though, so that's uh, the same guy, you know, who did like, who did the effects for a lot of the movies for full moons. So and that's, you know, a big deal in the eighties and nineties, those kinds of yeah. visual makeup effects were super popular and they put a big emphasis. When did the puppet the master movies come effects. out? Do we know? Like the first one? Yeah. Early nineties, late eighties. Yeah, it was around a, a similar time because, like, part two was in '90. And John, didn't you have like a really interesting tidbit about that production company buying up land in Romania or something? Yeah, basically, the I think it was Charles Band, the guy who kind of run, ran that whole studio, bought a big property in Romania, and then uh, basically they have a. Uh, movie industry there apparently that already kind of existed and uh he bought a big thing of land there and built like some studios and started making movies out there because he figured the landscape looks so uh you know they have a ca they have castles and stuff like that and so he could make his like vampire movies and monster movies and have these kind of real cool locations which you see like in uh the subspecies movies, if you've ever, the, the, that's kind of his uh, vampire series. And I believe those are all shot in Romania. We were wondering if this was too, but it almost kind of felt like they were shooting in England. I don't know. 
maybe they just had an English actor. I wonder if part of that was just to like try to avoid the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> much less expensive to make movies in Romania. I would assume so. Mm -hmm. Well, if you guys ever want to go Dutchies and buy some land in Romania and start a production studio, I am all about it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, we can go back to like some of uh, the. Uh, I'm just reminded of another great. Uh, these people are going to get it moments. So before the Madonna girl gets right before she gets killed, her and her, and her buddy are in their room, and she does the this great like just pushing the dolls off of the shelf right into the fucking floor, putting on her radio and putting on some actually a pretty great track where we're trying to track down. We, we didn't have any luck. I was like, that was. <laughs> and then of course the dolls are looking at her and like already looking amongst themselves and I was like oh she's gonna get it she's gonna get it and then of course she does which is a really good time mm -hmm. but okay so what do you got to you what do we when, when did these puppet master movies come out that was eight okay nine, so nine, only nine, like two one. years afterwards hmm. mm -hmm. this makes it feel like maybe this was like a trial run shot. or something Can be. They were cranking them out that uh, whole movie. They they put out a ton of movies from the mid eighties to or maybe early eighties through the nineties. They were kind of the people who were the first like direct to video. Not the first necessarily. I don't know, but they were kind of the first major direct to video studio where they were just like we're not even bothering with theaters. We're just going directly to video stores. Well, I thought the casting in general was pretty good. I mean, the casting of the, the old man and the old woman, those were, you know, classically trained actors that we found, you know, online. And, you know, they that just kind of gives you that really great old world feel to the house and to the whole story and, you know, really benefited from that. The lady who played the stepmom, she was fantastic. She was so evil. That was ridiculous. And, and the, uh, the old, yeah, the old couple were great. The old lady and the guy were awesome. There wasn't enough of yeah. them. They kind of would disappear from the story a little bit here and there. I kind of wanted. And then I forgot the dude's name. Was it Ralph? The guy with the baseball cap from Chicago? The, um, the yeah, kind of like nice guy end. guy. Um, what, yeah, I don't know what his name was. I don't know why I want to say Ralph. It wasn't Ralph, it was a Milo? Ralph. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, maybe I'll... Hold on, I'm trying to think of fucking Beast and do. Yeah, Gabriel was the, the blonde dad. Dude. Was a dad. The blonde guy. We're thinking of the guy, like the guy who ends up basically being her yeah, dad that was at the end of the movie. Yeah, okay, so maybe, maybe it wasn't Ralph. Ralph. I'm just, I'm double, I'm double checking. He, uh, he also, by the way, I realized, I kept thinking he looks like Sean. Yeah, Astin I think if there was a time, dolls, mm -hmm. he should definitely be that dude. I recognized him so much, and then we realized he was the yeah. dad from War Games, which is, uh, you know, 80s Matthew Broderick movie, and he plays the father in that movie, which is a movie I've seen probably a bunch of times. But 
I, I, I had not seen this movie for an extremely long time until watching it just recently. And the, what's funny is the one thing I remembered the most was the little spiky teeth of the dolls and how they mm-hmm. would, when that one kill, they would come up and bite. <laughs> like that was the one thing I, that I, I clearly. I thought of. the the attacks from the dolls weren't that bad, with the exception of the hacksaw. <laughs> that was pretty terrifying. We we're like, first of all, they don't have the strength to really make it through the leg without the lady stopping them. Well, if she was tied down, it'd be a different story. But that to to see them like you know with their little knives and like doing the bitey thing, you're like, okay, yeah, I get that. And then to see a couple of them just trying to like you know, chop down her legs like a fucking, like, redwood. Like, that was pretty terrifying. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like, well, we can't have these mm-hmm. dolls have, like, human strength. You know, it has to be, you know, more toy-like. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> she's know? pretty smart, and she does the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Murder... Uh, ch- sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, and just jumps out the window, which is her only option. I always appreciate it when uh, when people do that in horror movies. Like, yeah, just you know, that's it. Just jump out the window. But then she's still. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But if then, it's like, or she still ended or... up being a doll. You think that she'd like be able to? I don't know. Get some benefit from that, but nope. Before that, one of the other good kills, although weirdly like unbelievable. But good is that when the firing squad of toys with their guns that are this big, (laughs) but their bullet holes are like that big in the drill. Yeah, they're like real full size bullet holes, and she gets taken out. But you know, again, we kind of need the lore because I guess they're supernatural dolls. You know, they're obviously there's some like BB guns, but no, it was straight up bullets. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense. Although she did a, a nice, like you know, death, she had a nice death scene. She she was a good enough actress to pull that off. I thought that was nice. But that's the thing, yeah. With the it's like they they probably should have some supernatural strength. I mean, they are supernatural, so why the fuck not? Oh, another good kill I'm just seeing here is uh, when the so the um, the stepmother has been killed oh, and they, she's in yeah. bed with the blanket worker, and then the husband goes in and he's like cuddling with her bigger and, and bigger. the blood stain getting bigger and bigger on the blanket. That was a good one. This was where yeah, this is kind of where I was thinking and. What I was saying when we were watching the movie that uh, this is not like a sto- like this isn't a, like a story in terms of like here's our main characters and here's yeah. the kind of journey they go on. This is more just like a setup and a premise for these characters to be in this house and then get picked off by the dolls that have cool doll kills. So I mean, but it's a great movie. <clears throat> This is another thing I wanted to say real quick is uh, this is not a so bad it's good movie because uh, you know people talk about like it's so bad it's like actually a really good movie but I feel like there's another category that's adjacent to so bad it's good which is that which is movies that are good and bad at the same time where it's not the badness of the movie that makes it good like it's that the movie is actually good and it's totally enjoyable, 
but it has a bunch of bad qualities, and so you can call it a bad movie at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of an example. There was a movie we watched recently that was kind of the same thing. Maybe it was uh, Magic, actually, too. Maybe it's the same month. Where it's like, Magic is not so bad, it's good. It's a good movie, but it has like a lot of stuff in it and things that are making it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad movie, but it has enough stuff in it where it's, like, not, like, you know, a classic or, like, a, oh, my God, this is, like, The Exorcist or something like that. Right. What was your favorite scene to you? Yeah, get you. And, well, see, I'm a big fan of the, the yeah. opening with the teddy bear, primarily because, um, you know, every time I go to, like, the conventions out here, I always see uh, – I'm trying to remember what they call them. Oh, I think yeah, I remember those is a company and they're basically they're teddy bears that have yeah. all of these different like gore effects and like makeup on them which look absolutely grotesque and fantastic and uh, you know there's been other like companies that have like branched out and done like other like plushes in similar vein but you know it's it's just the perfect way to set the tone of the movie uh but you know all in all i just i like the visual of uh, when yeah. Madonna chick is just getting dragged by the dolls, <laughs> you know, in, into the hallway, basically, which is fantastic. I, I think, like, the one thing, though, that, like, I constantly, like, why, why do they keep mm. referring to them as little people? You know? Like, when they're trying to describe the dolls, you know, it's not... I, the, the little girl wasn't gonna, like, make any of the adults, you know, believe what she was saying anyways, so to just, like, use that term that was weird. To me just like but, weird. you know, I wanted to just say one thing about before jumping forward to that ridiculous scene where the dolls are trying to thinking about whether what they're going to do with the little girl and the dude, which is fucking hilarious. But uh, in the, the teddy bear scene where he attacks the stepmom and the dad and he's grotesque and he's covered in blood and he just ate an arm and shit. And then she goes, Teddy. And then he, he just kind of does one of these. <laughs> We'll talk about setting the tone of the movie, right? It's like it's basically a horror comedy, which um, which of course is one of my favorites. But um, so yeah, having said yeah. that, let's talk about that really dumb scene where they're in the room with all the dolls, and this dude just starts stomping them, and he kills like a good like five or six of them before like the girl's like, no, no, wait, and then later like they forgive them for they forgive him for stomping like six, five or six of their friends. That seemed a little weird but again there's no point in trying to look for logic in this movie well i think my my take with that would be like well someone needs to like look after the little girl like until she makes true, it back true, home true, to boston true. to her mom and also, so it's like you know he's he's just uh he he's her ride to dad. the dad you didn't basically. you heard her in the car <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna like, like my mom. You got a girlfriend? <laughs> you want a daughter? I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, she, Man, she, she moved, really she moves on quick. quick. No, yeah, she moved on. Well, she doesn't know her parents are dead. <laughs> that really hilarious, you know, letter that the, that the old man hands her. But, um, in that scene about what they're mm. trying, you know, the dolls are trying to figure out what to do with them. Like, again, stop motion and almost claymation because it, it looked, some of those movements on the dolls looked like a little too bendy. Uh, so I thought that was, that was really neat, but yeah, so yeah, so he's got to be alive to, to be her right for sure. Otherwise it's like, why it's just, it's again, no, no reason to try to like dig into logic for this movie for sure. looks like we lost John though. The dog got him. 
Oh, there he is. Yep, must have been. It had to have been. I just take a pee That's break. That's when you put the cat on. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that was yes, what I was trying to say, but I, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Yeah, so like, so like in that scene, like Ralph like kicks some of the dolls to death. Other ones oh. are stomped. Um, but it's yeah. Well, like he only got. Like, and then the old man kept saying everything can be fixed. So I'm wondering if he can bring back to life these little gnome thing people that uh, that were stomped. And when he's stomping on them, that's when we see the the kind of outer shell break open, and we see the weird little elf. Almost like shrunken yeah. head kind of looking creatures. And then, yeah, he says everything can be fixed, which of course implies that he can use his powers to bring them back. It, it's mm-hmm. like, and is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Because uh, on one hand, these old couple is sort of portrayed as like a kindly old couple who make these dolls and, uh, and, there's at the as we get to the end of the movie, um, you know, there's this sort he the older guy says he gives a speech about how he wants to just make these dolls and keep people happy, and we realize that the little girl survived because she actually likes the dolls and she never harmed them in any way, so they didn't harm her. But it's like, but also these dolls are trapped people, you know, that they've sort of just grabbed and. Trap them in doll bodies, and, and now they this is have a, to just sit on a show. This is a lot like Toy Story for sure. Like that, that's a community now. They've got to live with each other. There's probably <laughs> some sort of hierarchy. Who knows? Yeah, we noticed a cowboy. There were two cowboys because one of them got burnt, <laughs> and then the other one uh, was around during the uh, mm-hmm. the round table about you know decision making about their intruders. Wasn't it the cowboy doll that lassoed? Was it the cowboy who lassoed the Madonna girl and pulled her when we saw her being pulled through the door? Or was that a different kill? I'm pretty sure the cowboy Oh, that was the other girl. And that was when she was fighting, and then she lit him on fire. So I remember that part. That was pretty good. Okay. So the other part, though. (laughs) Not Madonna. Definitely... And then, of course, uh, they turn her dad into yeah. the new with his new uh, modern outfit, like he was saying, which made a lot of sense because that was a very flashy, like mm-hmm. sleep attire for that man. But yeah, it was gonna be his fresh pajamas. Pajamas. I mean, poor Mr. Punch Man didn't deserve that. Getting his skull crushed in with the Ooh. sledgehammer. Rough one to go. That's right, that really great fight scene uh, at the end where, uh, you know, the the punch still has, like, that that drill, and the dude just kind of unplugs it, and, but, yeah. Oh, and then he's going after Ralph, and he thinks that Ralph uh, killed his wife, but it didn't matter that Ralph was hanging out with his daughter all fucking night. Like, yeah, this dude's priorities are really out of whack. Oh, oh, and that's right, at the very end, he was like... You're going into a juvenile detention, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, she's fucking seven. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, that felt like, that felt sort of like the writers of the movie being like, we have to set up a situation where 
she could end up with this other guy. So we'll just have the exactly like, yeah. irredeemably. So that was like pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But after all of the craziness and everything that happened, he's like literally, he, he's like, I'm <laughs> sending you to juvenile. You know, at the end of the movie, it's just like. What? And then, of really? course, we have, like, that really great wrap-up ending right. where uh, the the kindly old man has a note from her from her parents, and instead of, like, letting her read it, like, he just goes, it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you. <laughs> and tells him how, like, oh, well, we're leaving. Bye. You should go back home to your mother. And then, and then talk about the girls, right? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, then, oh, no, so he saying, pulls it so up and he pulls, puts it in his pocket. And then Ralph's like, well, what about the girls? He pulls out the note again. Also, we're taking the girls. And then he throws it right away into the fire. So he can't read it. Yeah, that, that was kind of hilarious that they tried to do that kind of That was really tongue-in-cheek. Like, it was very self-aware, scene. I thought. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Yeah. It was yeah. one of those scenes, but at the same time, the int- I, like as he was like doing the speech, I was like, "This little girl does not need that lot of an explanation." <laughs> and, um, yeah, seriously, in the way the story was presented, the little girl would totally be like, "Okay, cool, I'm totally fine with living with this other <laughs> guy now. My parents were horrible." Mm-hmm. But also, we kind of uh, we figured too that uh, her mom is still out there, and so Ralph could. Uh, take her to her mom's always, uh, or potentially as well. But it, it's definitely kind of weird the way they're just like, oh, and now she's living with this random guy. She's hours. <laughs> he's going to be your dad now. And no, he's like, uh, I can't <laughs> in a foster, <laughs> home, you go. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, sorry. But, um, I mean, it, they're definitely doing a, it's like, you know, a, the, a fairy tale, mm-hmm. like a sort of horror comedy uh, fairy tale. And you have like the, you know, the, you know, it's, why did she keep reading? It was, um, yeah, Hansel and Gretel, right? Which is kind of a story who, of horrible parents who send their kids off into the forest essentially to die uh and they you know obviously everybody knows the story but i think they were definitely drawing that comparison with the fairy tale and with the, the parents being not such great people in the story and, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and just kind of the fairy tale aspect of just like uh weird unexplainable things happen and you just accept it and go with it <laughs> the way they do in, in fairy tales and they, they also set it up where like you know the dad wasn't uh, wasn't afraid to smack the kid around a little bit whenever she started to act up because you know there was that scene when the dad and the stepmom were laying in bed and you know the little girl's just trying to explain you know the things that have been going on around the mansion and then like the dad oh, wants to like backhand her and the stepmom is like, hey, hey, think about the, the child support that, you know, you're paying, you know, with my money, basically. I mean, the dad married rich right. in, this, in this case. With the, with with the, the star dynamic that's in play, that made sense. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the movie. I mean, like, we've only been going for, like, 47 minutes here. <laughs> Already, like, halfway through the movie. 
it's a really short, short movie, so it's kind of hard movie. to talk too, yeah, too long yeah. about it. It's but a short movie. I, um, yeah, like I said, I still enjoy it. I still think it's a hoot. Um, and I'm really glad that we did it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great, it's a good movie, definitely. And it's so uh, compact and short that it's like, you never get bored. There's no slow parts or anything. You know, every it's always moving forward. Uh, which, you know, and I'm sure we've all seen those movies where they can be an hour and twenty minutes long, and it feels yeah. like an eternity. You're looking at your watch after half an hour, and it's like, oh my god, I thought we were. But would you guys? I feel like yeah, it's is. you were saying earlier about how it's like just the. Um... The cliche that, you know, your car breaks down in front of a mansion, so you go and you spend the night there. I feel like that would never happen. Was that a, a thing that people did? Like, they just let you into their home and feed no. you? And, like, I mean, I know they did it with, well, they didn't even do it with Jesus. They just put him in the, like, they put him in the barn. But it's like, what? Like, it, it, that, that's never made sense to me. Well, what, what's interesting about, like, in this case is, it was, like, literally, yeah. like, right outside the house, you know? In most other situations, it's, like, down the street. Or, you know, you're having to walk a little bit away to, so like, the next... And, like, why would you get out of your car in the pouring rain? You probably want to, like, wait it out in the car. And then, I don't know. That's... I, I don't know if I'm... If I'm if I'm not using the best logic just now. I just, <laughs> again, poking holes in it. But just in general, that theory doesn't make any sense. Mm. Also, I was a little unclear about... Because I remember I couldn't figure out. So the the rainstorm at the beginning, the cut, obviously the family, you know, they get caught and they show up. But then uh, the mm -hmm. punk rock uh, girls, they, they just kind of come flying through the car. window. And because and, uh, and he has that really super nice car, although one of them must have been sitting on his lap or something, because that was a fucking tiny little car. Uh, but it was it's a really rad car, and the clearly it's mm. worth money and so they were gonna rob him and so the rain and the stopping in front of the mansion kind of got in the way of her of them stealing his wallet and his car yeah yeah because initially they were only mm -hmm. going after you know the wallet at least for like that the asshole dad uh but then they figured you know holy shit like, these people are loaded <laughs> look at all these uh antiques and that, like that was the other thing, like with the punk mm -hmm. rockers, I thought it was really interesting. Obviously, you had the Madonna character who just wanted to like steal everything in the place, um, and the other one was more more timid, didn't really want to like really interfere. And then you know the ones like, oh well, fine, well I'll just you know go out, you know slap a few things, and you know we'll be right as rain, basically. And the other girl was just going to stay behind, you know, listen to the music and whatnot. Um, but I also really liked the interaction they had with uh, the elderly lady as well, uh, because, yeah. like, she felt, like, so welcoming in that case, and, like, she was trying to have a conversation, you know, they're talking about makeup for a little bit, and saying, like, how she hasn't really followed the time, so, you know, she doesn't really wear any, basically, but, you know, she, they really, like, set up, like, her just trying to, uh, you know, understand and, like, be relevant mm -hmm. with the current times basically which i thought was interesting because normally a character like that would feel like so right. out of place because of like the age gap no, you're absolutely right i kind of didn't notice that i kind of that was kind of over my head a little bit but you're absolutely right she was just trying to 
you know, connect with them a little bit and learn a little bit about what was going on in the world. So we're thinking it was in England, right? And that's what we're thinking because of the 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 the, the 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 way that the the cars were, you know, the steering wheel. Where they filmed, but I think it was meant to take place in. Oh, really? yeah, like it was filmed in Italy. Okay, Italy. Um, but uh, what you were saying about the old? Oh, yeah, yeah, because that was one of the things we were talking about when we were watching it too, and wondering about was how old the couple act, the old couple actually were. In their we were sort of speculating that they were sort of supernatural and, but how they were dressed like but like in actuality they would have been like mm-hmm. like in their the 80s dress. just by the way that they were you know mm-hmm. the, the hair and makeup was was done on them yeah it seemed like they were sort of implying that they were supernaturally old and not just uh like a regular old couple which makes sense because well, they, but... they had like 200 plus dolls <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's the real, like, from some of the stuff I've seen just kind of on TV randomly or on a line or whatever, people with, like, a fear of dolls. And uh, is I've noticed uh, people will talk about those big doll collections where there's just, like, a whole huge thing of dolls. That that's one of the things that people that are freaked out by dolls are freaked out by it. Not necessarily just like a single one, but a whole. Yeah, you know, my mother-in-law like collected those world. tall dolls. They were like maybe I would say about a foot and a half, maybe two feet tall, and like I mean they probably couldn't attack anybody. But with all of the you know skirts and bonnets and you know different little things that they were wearing, but yeah, they're and they're not cheap either. They're, we're talking about like hundred dollar dolls back then. You know, back then I mean like maybe some fifteen twenty years ago. Oh, more than that. Like 40 years. Yeah, we're, we're talking about how, like, that's, it's a real thing. You know, you've probably all known someone in our lives who has a doll collection, uh, a big, uh, like that, of yeah. those type of dolls, even specifically. Uh, and have been around, it's a popular thing, for sure. But, uh, it, um, what was I going to say? Uh, well, I was going to ask, like, I think oh. this is one of the first movies I remember seeing where there was, I mean, I know we're talking about Child's Play, there's Puppet Masters, but, or Puppet Master, can you guys remember, mm-hmm. like, the first, uh, a, um, an earlier version of an evil doll movie? Yeah, we were, that, yeah, that's the thing, right, is um, in the popularity of dolls and small things at this time as well. There was a whole cluster of movies, like Puppet Master, which we talked about, Doll Man, which is also a full moon, full moon movie, which I believe is about a tiny detective. Uh, and also I wanted to point out the interesting bit of trivia that Stuart Gordon, you know, who is famous for making horror movies, reanimator from beyond this movie, also did How I Shrunk the Kids. Mm -hmm. And so again, we have the kind of miniature, small uh, thing. But also, I just think that's so interesting that that family, it was a huge, massive hit. It's a pure family movie, but that that's Mm -hmm. a Stuart Gordon movie. It's interesting. 
but yeah, there, there were a lot of doll movies and a lot of kind of shrunken thing movies. There's a, another one that came out around this time that I'm forgetting the name of, uh, where it's like teen kids who all get beheaded and their heads get shrunk by a voodoo kind of priest, and then the heads fly around and what? get revenge that sounds amazing. on people who killed them. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I can't remember. It's an early '90s movie, um, and I'm completely forgetting what it's called. But Teenagers. there was a weird obsession with with like dolls and small things and broken heads. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was called. Yeah, like yeah. the before this and magic. You know, there were a couple of other ones before that now obviously they weren't like full-fledged movies like because obviously like sure. we've seen oh, killer totally dolls not. in the twilight so um there was also <laughs> god i'm trying to remember the That's character's right, name but there's the one little, in a trilogy of terror which came out in 75 um, i forget yes mm-hmm. not claudia black it's, little, it's like a little like uh black. it's like a little doll it's like a little uh it's a fetish doll. Yeah. Yeah, Trilogy yeah. of Terror, the tiny doll. That might be the first. Well, of course, Twilight Zone had um, its, like, sort of haunted. That, that's right. That's cool, too. Okay. Episode, which I forget, who, I forget who starred in that one. It's always, like, a big famous person in every mm. episode of Twilight Zone. But even yeah, then, that was Trilogy in the 70s, Terror, right? Like, sure. late 70s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. And twice seventy-five. Probably been sixties. I don't know. What about classic forties or like thirties? I don't know if there's any doll. If it goes back that far for movies, I am pretty sure like everything was like based in anthologies. What? They they were either part of an mm. anthology or mm. like ventriloquy. Because I, I know there's a couple of examples prior to that. I just don't know the names of the movies. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, like voodoo-related because uh, of the whole voodoo doll and shrunken head kind of oh, thing. Go on, we're going to have... This review is going to be almost but as yeah, long as the movie. The <laughs> we just have 15 minutes to go. <laughs> we cut out the, the credits. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great... And, oh, they also yeah, that's what I was saying. The they're trying to like it was worth a lot of money. I probably be trying to too. And I noticed looking at the end, the, you get the final kind of shot of oh, all that's the great. characters, the father and the mother and the two punk girls as dolls. And she has her head wrap again as a doll. And then a new family shows up. In a Mercedes and has the exact same problem. It's almost like a trap, you know, like they have a sort of supernatural, Aww. like Bermuda Triangle thing going on, and you just automatically get trapped there and have to go in and do it all. If you come into the area, you know, like a. So that should teach us something. Always be nice house. to dolls because you never know when they're going to come alive and kill you. Don't be a jerk. Except with Chucky, you don't have a lot of choice there. You're going to die. 
Yeah, well, he was a serial yeah, killer in or <laughs> Yeah, but then like there's like a movie a like The Boy killer. where yeah. she just had to follow all those weird rules. I can't remember mm-hmm. the ending of that either. Was that was there an actual boy? Like was yeah, he? Another... <laughs> It was an actual boy, I believe, was the twist. Yeah, okay. Want to call it that? Well, I'm really excited mm-hmm. about Megan, so that's what we're going to be doing next. But what about that? Don't we have like? Not have yet, you, but we can have, watch have, it. By have next you guys week. seen it? We're going to go out. Or are you guys waiting for like? Okay. We'll watch it before. But, uh, but, but don't we need yeah. to do a, a fourth yeah. one then we'll as well, or do we want to leave Megan for the very end? Yeah, John needs to make his pick still. That's right. I'll I'll do that shortly. I haven't. uh, I'll dig around. Don't make us watch the boy. That one was really boring. Obscure out there. Oh, I heard that was or the boy too. No, no. Which was the boy? The boy too. Yeah, no, those don't work. You, you know, like, I always love the situations where you're like, you know what everyone is oh, wanting? Oh. A sequel to this You terrible know, the only movie. reason I watched half of it was Great because idea. that chick from uh, The Walking Dead was in it. She's awesome. So, it wasn't because mm-hmm. of a fucking doll, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> haunted dolls. I don't know what... You'd have to come up with something. I guess for haunted dolls, now we sort of have the animatronic and Annabelle too, uh, the, the, the haunted part. animatronic you know i've been getting more and more into the conjuring like that's that's a good that's a good universe but sorry but I, huh I like those for the yes except for the nun but people really like the lore and the nun <laughs> i have to say i have uh I like the men. Because of the lore? <laughs> I, I, I'm one of the few people who actually likes it. I, I like the fact, I, I don't know if this is completely true, but to me, the nun is like the most that's hammer right. horror. Yeah. Movie Send the boys, but they're in like Romania in or something, Asia. so it's very old timey looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's very gothic and it's like ruined uh, churches. Cart with hay on it. Like, where did this dog? Fucking needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it just for that. Like the kind of look of it. You know, I've been watching like a lot of movies, and that movie La Llorona is part of that universe, and that is definitely a worse movie. So there. It's uh, it's based on a Mexican which, uh, which folklore. Uh, yeah, it's a woman who kills her own, drowns her own children in, um, in the river, and then if you're a bad kid and you're out at night and you're by a river, you're gonna die. I, I really, I don't agree with that. I think that was better than the nun, personally. Yeah, the nun was pretty well, soft for sure, the but yeah, the visual. <laughs> But it's like that. Which one was that? that the one with the last Conjuring movie. Oh, the one with the cult and the and the, the woman who's the devil not made dead me do and it. somehow yeah. has a lot of powers. Yeah, that one was like that. But considering the the first one with the family and then yeah. the yeah, that, second that one, one where they're in the mid. UK, those two are such solid movies. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the 
crooked man was a the way they uh, depicted. So I, I think like those two really carry the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's another one coming out soon with Ed and Lorraine. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too. Great people. If you do Ed and Lorraine more, I we don't have to get too deep into it, but. And they're played by awesome, beautiful actors, but in reality, like, didn't they have, like, like a 15-year-old that lived with him that he had sex with, and it's, it's fucked up, or something. Oh, and they were super Catholic, so it was, that's fun. But let's not get into that. But if we keep talking for about 10 more minutes, we'll be as long as the movie. <laughs> What's that? Keep with the tradition. <laughs> Keep with the tradition of the review that's longer than the movie. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, maybe if, you, if we take the time for you to choose the next doll movie that you're gonna or the doll movie that you're gonna pick, that should put us over the line for sure. That'd be good. Pick a good one, John. I want to find something. Something not, you know, because obviously Chucky's been talked about. We talked about Puppet Master, but that's been talked about. I mean, you have it in your background right above your head. See? So, hey, there he is. And you have the, oh, that's adorable. My son. <laughs> Maybe we should do Puppet Master. Let's see. Um, well, there's also like Demonic Toys, Dead yeah, Silent yeah. Uh, is another good yeah. one. Um, but there's also the the pit. The pit is that a full moon movie as well? That one's with the the teddy bear. I don't know. Is that one full moon? I'm not no, sure. Not full moon, but that's a that's an interesting one. Maybe that might be a good one to do. Actually, the pit. Oh, you know what? Maybe we should. Yes. I mean, it's a teddy We're not bear. gonna. Yeah, let's not Does get too. Does a teddy bear count as a, <laughs> as a doll? Okay. That's Maybe we should do the pit, I think. I think that's a good call, T. I think maybe that it should be the one. Because I, I, I think I've seen it a long time ago. It's one of those things that's maybe been on TV and I watched, but I, have, I don't have a clear memory of it. Mm-hmm. And it does have the kind of classic haunted teddy bear it so always great and it has evil you know it's funny how like people will be afraid of dolls but nobody's afraid of teddy bears despite the fact that there's a couple of horror movies about them i still love them Mm. in this in in this movie of course there should be but yeah no yeah let's do the pit so after megan Ooh. And of course, that came out in uh, 1984. That's what it came out in 1984. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, one of, the, one of the better years. I like the poster. I'm looking at the poster. It's pretty good. The kid is in this movie is definitely creepy looking, too. You know, the thing I don't... I, one of my gripes with IMDb, I have to say, is that they put the current picture mm-hmm. of the actor in the credits list, 
And so when I'm trying to f- figure out who somebody is from an old movie, I can't figure it out because I, you look at the picture and they're like 80 in the picture because they were <laughs> in their 30s in the 70s or whatever. And you can't recognize them because they don't put the picture from the movie. It's their current mm-hmm. picture. So that's just my little break. But I, I <laughs> the kid uh, who played uh, the young boy in the pit and he has uh you know he's grown up and everything but he looks like a hollywood actor. i don't know if he's in movies currently but he looks like a hollywood actor right now but oh look, he's quite a handsome man <laughs> what's his name now i'm gonna look up <laughs> i wonder what has he done he was in a TV series in 1982 I'm called The Littlest Hobo. I want to see weird. the handsome man. <laughs> he's just a child actor. He's that means he's only a little bit older than me. The little... I know I'm a married woman, but... He was in a Huckleberry okay, Finn uh, TV series. The Littlest Hobo? <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> So what's this name? What's this dude's name? London? No. Sam Easter. People, I guess, is IMDb at one out of ten? They only gave it a five point seven. It seems like it should have a higher. Yeah, they based it out of ten. Evil speak. That's oh, in, in the meantime, did you guys see that uh, they're I finally that. turning really Thanksgiving cool. into a full-fledged movie? Nice. Long, long time coming. I have to ask too. Uh, I saw that tweet that you sent. Where well, who, was it? The director of the movie or the writer? Was it who was? That it? was the director. The director saw your yeah. That was a, from a previous review from a little ways back, right? From like last September. Yeah, Jill Six had uh, tweeted us a couple of days ago really about cool. our That's really awesome stylist. She listened to the episode. show and. It, like I was saying, like it makes me not yes. want to say anything negative about anyone ever again. <laughs> I mean, constructive criticism. You know, you got, you got, to, you got to take the bad with the good. You know, they're not, they're not all going to be barn burners. <laughs> did, you, did you guys give it a good review? Oh yeah, like I. The Silas is one of the movies that I probably recommend more than just about anything in the genre. Nice, yeah, yeah. Because it has a lot, it has a, it has a lot of elements from like Maniac, like within the character, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. But it's just like it, it's got a great cast. Um, there's a lot of like hilarious like inside jokes in that movie too, especially when it comes to like the the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has one of those endings that really like sticks with you Agreed. after and, you're um, done watching it. Um... And that, that tweet was current, so she basically like 
found eventually. Yeah, she probably Googled herself and then found her review. Yeah. Like, a lot of people will just, like, type in the name of, you know, whatever. Type in their, yeah, of their movie to see if... Uh, that's cool. I mean, I would if I, if I made something. I'd be like, who's reviewed it? Okay, okay. Sammy awesome. Snyder, I found him. He's pretty good looking, but I'm going to go ahead and show, so... <laughs> so I was commenting because uh, when you look, as you can see, when you look at the cast list, it's all uh, their current pictures. Although like ninety percent of the cast doesn't actually have a picture, right? It's only him and the two main characters, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it looks cool. It looks fun. I'm excited to watch the pit. And Megan, we're going to have to obviously, uh, don't spoil, don't let us know, but, you know, we're going to have to, I, I think, okay, I want to make a prediction. You can't spoil it because I know you've seen the movie, but okay. I feel like, and I, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like the dance scene mm -hmm. in the commercial for Megan, which is, became super famous, mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of those that one of those situations where it's in the preview but not in the movie. But I know that's wrong because it became such a huge thing talk about that. that if it wasn't in the movie, they went back and put it in the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one of those, I think, perfect examples of a thing where you see it in the preview and you're like, that looks pretty cool. And then you watch the movie. Wasn't there like, supposed to be a dance? She does that dance. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that going to be a dance or something? What happened to that? <laughs> well, considering the fact that they, they had that, they also did the dance at the NFL game during halftime. And it was a whole, it was a whole TikTok trend. Uh, on top of that, as well, it, 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 it's, it's there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's no way. Like my, my, my short review of Mega. I'm not going to tell you what I rated it, because um, we'll get, we'll get into that next week. Um, it definitely felt like more mm. of like this generation's child's play. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely oh. there's studio interference for sure. There's a there there's it's a situation where they push for the PG thirteen rating. Mm. The studio mm. did. Um, yeah. There's supposedly like an unrated cut that could be released. So we might get a director's cut down the line. But yeah. time will tell, you know. But you know, it's just one of those things. It's a PG thirteen horror movie. Um, I still gave it a favorable review, but it, you can definitely feel I see. Okay. how toned down it is based off of the rating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate that they wanted to go. I mean, Child's Play is rated R, right? The, yes. They didn't have those were PG thirteen for sure. Um, yeah, that's a little unfortunate, but I mean, yeah, they're guaranteed going to do a rated R or unrated cut for home release and mm -hmm. Blu-ray, I'm sure. Yeah, out of oh, out okay. of the five movies I've watched, hey, when is uh, Evil Dead Rises so far out. this this year? 
March or uh, April? It's coming up soon. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. April 3rd? Oh, it's April. I think it's April. Hold on. It's April 21st. Oh, April 21st. Okay. April 21st. All right. We're going to the the Alamo, John. We're going to get a meal in the theater. Well, I'm sure you'll see the theatrical trailer when you go see Megan. Freaking amazing. So I'm really excited. That and Cocaine Bear. Okay, these are the two movies, and I'm really excited to go see this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know we got we got excited <laughs> teddy bears, and then we also have cocaine bear. February, right? Yeah, it's February. Did we figure out a thing for February? Because it could be fear of animals, <laughs> fear of bears. We were talking about because uh, No, we were talking about doing fear of animals. <laughs> That's like yeah. cocaine bear. <laughs> we were the 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 two that we discussed outside of dolls was animals and cars. Mm-hmm. The, I, I mean, we need to do animals. And the so camera would have wanted to do the cars one. one. <laughs> a specific movie in mind. <laughs> That's a car movie and a dog movie. Joe. There's all. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks kicked you some ass, too. Based on a true story. That lady can do it all. And she's dropped it gorgeous. Some Mm -hmm. people just got it. She's cool. She's good. I never knew for ages. I was never really into those. The... Hunger Games movies. And she was great in Dirty Rock, and she was great in Wet American, Wild Wet American, I always get that title mixed up, Summer. (laughs) She's in everything. (laughs) All right, it's it's an hour 17, Mm -hmm. guys, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, she produced it, right? It's her. (laughs) Beat the movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually longer than the movie at this point, so. Mm-hmm. Although they do have that kind of credits scene. The thing was an hour and 17, including the credits. That runs during the credits. Yeah, the, 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 only, the only thing we failed to mention is mm-hmm. the fact that when uh, Punchy's given back, oh, you know, we right. actually hear the dad's voice in that scene. And then... And then Ralph and the daughter, like, like get the hell out of Dodge. Be like, oh, like, shit, like something else, something's really going on here. Yeah, after, after you know, the elderly couple just chalks it up to being like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys were, like, knocked unconscious for, like, three hours. <laughs> That's like that, uh, that trope of, uh, you know, like, where the person wakes <laughs> up and they're like, what a horrible nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all a dream. But well, not in this case, because it actually happened. But anyways, yeah. Next week we'll be discussing uh Megan, which yeah. is out in theaters now. So uh, John, if you guys have really an opportunity to go see so it, please do so before our review next week. <laughs> really bad weather. So yeah, we'll have to yeah. record the next one. It's just been storming so much here. <laughs> I global warming. You know, like uh, you know, I haven't seen it. Rain once in California, like, and here you guys talking about it storming again. Really <laughs> yeah, it's pouring. We got hail. 
Yeah, you know, everyone makes everyone makes a big deal about earth like earthquakes, you know, like shaking California off the you know, the coast. And then right. here you guys are just getting rain multiple times, you know, so it's like what the hell? When hail and lightning uh the other day it was crazy. It's uh, not often that I think really to myself, it's kind of a good thing much. I don't own these yeah. things. So it's only matter. <laughs> I got. I can just run, you know, run out of the house with the with my wallet and mm-hmm. my husband. That's everything. Run for it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we will wrap things up here tonight. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode ninety-three. We've been uh, discussing dolls, and nice uh, dolls. you know why you probably shouldn't take sledgehammer to you know creepy dolls or try to steal from the elderly. You know, all of the above, basically, but we'll be back next week for Megan. Take care.